Welcome to Your IT Coach, coming to you from the Buffalo Public Schools Instructional Technology Department, a podcast channel dedicated to the art of teaching through the lens of experienced instructional technology coaches. Welcome to Your IT Coach, where it's not just about the technology, it's all about the learning. Welcome to another episode of Your IT Coach Podcast. I'm your host this week, Scott Norris. Today, I want to be talking about calculators in the math classroom. So I know some of you are math teachers, some of you aren't. We're going to give a little bit of knowledge on how calculators are used in the modern math classroom in high school. Hopefully, it helps teachers of other subjects, what kids are going through in their math class, what they're learning about, how they're using calculators. And for teachers of the lower grades, what are your kids going to need to be prepared for once they get to the high school grades and junior high. With us today to help us talk about it is Tim Slatt. He's a new ITC. He's coming from the math department. I've known him a long time. Why don't you introduce yourself to us, Tim? How are you doing? Great. Good to see you again, Scott. So yeah, I'm Tim Slatt. I have been in Buffalo Public Schools a little over 20 years. I was a math teacher in several high schools within the district. And 2008, I actually was asked to come out of the classroom and I was a math coach where I provided assistance in helping teachers incorporate the TI Inspire. From there, we've developed a partnership with Texas Instruments and our regional rep, Dana Morse, and have really gone quite far in terms of our implementation of the use of the calculator. We're now on our third iteration of the calculator, and I actually just left being a math coach at Hutch Tech here in Buffalo, along with my partner here, Amanda Waite, who's also a new ITC. And our job is going to be to help teachers find ways to better incorporate it into their math instruction, help students be better prepared for the Regents exams here in New York. That's great. Yeah, welcome to the department and happy May the 4th be with you. It's May 4th here we're recording. Tim's got a great t-shirt on, keeping this tech t-shirt Tuesday spirit going. I'm a math teacher as well, but it's been a while since I've been in the classroom. I think scientific calculators were all the rage back in the late 80s, early 90s. Could you give us a little bit of how calculators have progressed since that time to where we're at today? Sure, yeah. I remember when I took the Regents, I actually used the TI-83, I believe it was. My first couple years in in instruction was the TI-83, and then we got to move to the TI-84. And for the most part, those two calculators were very similar. They had graphing functions or graphing capability. They were able to do some uh, pretty neat stuff in terms of helping students understand fractions and then through operating system updates, they really became pretty robust. But then Texas Instruments took a new uh, approach to the graphing calculator. And now it's a what we call a document-based menu-driven device where instead of just doing math, students can actually engage in math. Right. So the old style of using a a graphic calculator or scientific calculator was I'm going to do some calculations. It's going to spit out an answer and I'm going to write that down as my uh, part of my solution. Now, yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't really help them get to the core of of the mathematics itself. Right. Absolutely. Right. So when we think about this idea of common core. Right. So common core, the goal is to go a little bit above and beyond just kind of rote memorization of some some what I consider random math facts, it's to develop this deep, rich understanding of the interconnectedness of mathematics. And the the TI Inspire has the ability to provide multiple representations when we're looking at the the algebra within a, a problem set, but also it 
what I really love about it is it, it shows kids that Euclidean geometry and coordinate geometry are actually the same geometry. And we got to stop approaching it as if there's something different. That's, that's a longstanding need that I've seen is to, to bring those things together. Like they're not different. They go hand in hand. It's good to hear that these calculators are helping with that. Well, with the way the calculators are, and if uh, teachers have the right instruction and know how to apply it to the standards in which they're teaching, yeah, absolutely, it can it can achieve those goals. Great. And what uh, calculators are, are the current models that we're using now in the classrooms? So we recently purchased the TI Inspire CX2, which is so there was the Inspire, the Inspire CX, which mm-hmm. um, provided us with a color display. And then the CX2, which has uh, even some additional functionality to include Python programming, and which is a course that we're actually trying to build uh, and pilot in one of our schools next year. Oh, that's great. Uh, in high school, that was one of my favorite courses was programming. We had computers, of course, but to have a device that does the math and can represent things and also do programming to, to even further that is pretty, pretty and, impressive. Or I listened to your podcast, so I know. I know your favorite was programming. Oh, yeah. And I've always found it fascinating. Some of the apps that have come through the years where you can just play with things, see how the math changes as you adjust values, see it in real time in three dimensions or just regular graphs. And that's all built into these calculators, right? Oh, absolutely. So when you think about, so when you were teaching, you probably used something like Geometer Sketchpad, right? And you can include sliders Mm -hmm. or something. All that's built into the TI Inspire. Right. So a teacher could develop an entire lesson in the Inspire as a document, push it out to the students using what is known as the TI Navigator, mm-hmm. which is a system within the classroom that connects to the teacher's computer and allows one-to-one communication with the student's calculator devices. So they can send out files, students can work on stuff, engage in the math, hopefully develop a, that deep understanding that we're really hoping for when it comes to math, but then also collect it and have assessments built in and it'll grade it for them. I think I've attended some of the training, and it's really impressive. The TI Navigator is almost like a Schoology or Google Classroom system just for mathematics built into this calculator system where you can push out assignments and get stuff back from the students really easily. Yep, you got it. Tim, looking at uh, the difference between junior high and high school, what are they using in the junior high levels versus what's used in high school? Are they using the same calculators? Because of New York State and our state assessments, unfortunately, in grades six through eight, they're allowed to use a standard scientific calculator, which we typically use the TI-30. That's kind of where we're at there. And that's just because of those requirements on the state assessment. We do have uh, eighth grade algebra being taught in several of our eighth grade classrooms. And we recently got the TI Inspire into the teacher's hands. With the onset of the pandemic, we've been delayed in some of those teachers being able to use the Inspire because there was nobody to really provide them the training that they mm-hmm. need to really take full advantage of it. So again, another reason why myself and Amanda were able to come over here to the instructional technology side is to help those teachers gain the understanding they need to use those calculators. But uh, they also have access to the Inspire that they can use in teaching their students algebra and prepare them for the regents. Oh, one of the questions I have is we've got computers and and other devices that have apps that can do a lot of these mathematical things. And I've seen some nice apps there. So the question some non-math teachers might have is, why do we have the standalone device that can only do calculator stuff? 
Like, can you speak to that? Sure. So again, it's partially due to a limitation within our state and the testing requirements. As it stands right now on any state exam, you're not authorized a device that does mm -hmm. computing for you that has a QWERTY keyboard. And so if you ever look up a TI Inspire, you'll notice that the keyboard is in alphabetical order, which sometimes seems tedious and difficult to work with. But that's because mm -hmm. in many states, they don't allow QWERTY keyboards, which means even though they exist, we can't use those apps on the state assessment. Well, yeah. if we're preparing our students to take a test where they have to use the device, we need to make sure that they are comfortable with using that physical device every day so that they can answer those math questions. Yeah, and I, I gotta think also that it's just having something dedicated to a task and focused on it, you might get a better experience for those sorts, sorts of things, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sitting here, and as we're sitting in our, our meeting here, I'm getting text messages and pop-ups telling me that people are trying to contact me, and you know, I'm able to uh, control my time, but sometimes students, they just need that, that focus. So that's a great point. I know in the past we've had limited sets of calculators. So a math teacher might have a set of calculators and as different classes come into the classroom, those students grab the calculator, they use it, and then they put it back. How has that changed with the hybrid model with so much at-home learning? And what kind of plans do we have to to make calculators more accessible going forward? What a great question. So the problem is COVID and trying to be COVID friendly. So the district has actually purchased recently just over 6,000 calculators so that wow, we can get, great. yeah, so we can get a calculator into every student's hand who is preparing for a Regents exam. So what does that mean? Well, that means we have to actually move to more of a one-to-one -one model. Because like you said, if a teacher teaches five classes, and let's say that teacher shares the room, then what could happen is there could be six or seven kids touching that calculator every single day. We can't have that because nope. we've got to be mindful of COVID and things like that. So we are moving to a model where we sign out calculators to each kid, just like we do our laptops. That's powerful. So kids will have access to their own calculator. And I assume that you save your programs and stuff there. So that'll make it more personalized. Kids make it their own. Absolutely. So students will be able to do work right on the calculator. And when they walk into the classroom, all they have to do is put a, the little navigator hat on their calculator and a teacher could collect all the work that the kids did over the evening. For our teachers of the younger grades, do you have any advice, like just general tips on how they can help prepare kids for the sort of mathematical thinking that they'll need once they get to high school and using these calculators? So really just continue what they're doing in terms of trying to develop those interconnected pieces of knowledge with regards to different strategies on how they deconstruct numbers, how they, you know, the strategies and, and requirements for graphing, because those things just resonate through the grades. And if a kid can't deconstruct numbers, then they're going to have difficulty with algebra. And if they're having difficulty with algebra, they're not going to necessarily know what they're doing on the calculator. If they continue to do what they're doing, just developing those skills and review the different strategies that are referenced in the modules, they're really going to ensure that those kids are going to be successful in the future. Great advice. Yeah, mathematics is one of those things that you really build the base up and just keep cycling 
on top of what you've learned before. Absolutely. Uh, I think that gives us a great uh, overview of how calculators are used and how it progresses through the grade levels, how it's progressed through the years. Thanks so much for your time. How can people get a hold of you if they have questions? Probably the easiest is to use my email address. So my name is Tim Slat, T, last name S-L-A-G-H-T, at Buffalo Schools. It's plural because there's more than one of them, .org. So T Slat at buffaloschools.org. Thanks so much. And I'm Scott Norris. You can contact me at, at Snorseman on Twitter. That's S-N-O-U-R-S-E-M-A-N. Thanks so much for joining us. And please let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Keep on teaching. We really appreciate what all the teachers are doing out there. And have a great day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your IT Coach. Have ideas for a future episode? Or want to share feedback or your own teacher tips? Leave us a voice message on our Anchor homepage at anchor.fm forward slash hip dash cues. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at youritcoach1. And always remember, it's not just about the technology, it's all about the learning.